Hello, this is Alora Chestikoff from Firebird Summit, and welcome to the current episode of Grow or Die with me and Lawrence Henderson, taking on business, personal development, professional development, and career and leadership topics that come up and trying to see if we can have a great conversation. Each episode is released on a weekly basis, and we welcome you to join us in real time. Find the information on our site. Welcome to the conversation. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Grow or Die. I am Alora Chestikoff from Firebird Summit. Hey, you. What's going on? I'm Lawrence Henderson from Business Operational Support Services, LLC, aka Boss. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> so uh, in in uh, uh, our eternal desire to shake things up, Lawrence yes. is going to pick a topic again this week. I am. I am. So. In this crazy, crazy season of opportunity that we're in, uh, one thing that I've been, everybody's been talking all about, how do we, you know, navigate this next normal and, and there's all this anxiety build up. But we want to take a different approach of how do we honor the small things or the good things that are still happening in our lives? Um, and what does that look like to, to maintain and keep that front of mind? Um, to to help us put things in perspective. So that's my topic. How do we honor the small things? So I love I love this um, this one, and I love it for you and I to tackle because I think um, specifically there is a way I think of looking at it from a very um, spiritual perspective, which I think is is very much in alignment with how how a lot of of what you look at at comes, you know, together. Um, but I think that it also is a very, um, I think there are very clear ways to tackle it that aren't spiritual, which comes, that is how I come at it from. So, um, I think it, I think this is a great, a great topic because a, I think that, um, you know, we look at, you know, Brene Brown's research mm-hmm. is is all you know all um, very consistent around how important it is to um, maintain gratitude and that 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 kind of appreciation is a huge part of what um, helps people stay grounded and helps yeah. them with resilience and all kinds of things that are super important right now. Yeah. Um, and so for me, this is this is something that I've really worked to. Um, actively cultivate. I love what actually what Brene says about, you know, it's not about an attitude of gratitude, that it has to be a practice. And she uses the gym, the, or sorry, she uses the yoga example about saying how, you know, she has yoga pants and she even has a yoga mat and that might help with a yoga attitude, but that doesn't mean she really has a yoga practice. And I think it's an awesome, um, I think it's an awesome analogy because I think it's true. I think, I think a lot of times we think that we're grateful, but we don't necessarily make a diligent habit of stopping and and acknowledging the little things that matter. Um, And I think another, another piece that comes up that again, she talks about in her book is that, you know, after a tragedy, people will look back and say, especially if they've lost someone, will look back and say, it was the little moments that I missed the most. It was those little moments that I didn't appreciate enough at the time that in hindsight, I would give anything to have them back again. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because what comes up for me in, in the last week, right? Um, 
had the opportunity uh, last week to to interview for another coaching uh, potential opportunity and haven't got any word whatsoever back but the the immediate grateful moment was for the opportunity but it was for the feeling of freedom that I had during the interview right it, and it it was probably the most freeing and most fun that I had during the interview and it was because not only was I honest and authentic with my responses I was probably for the first time okay with it and it was like whatever happens I'm good with me and it was like the best like and people always talk about you know have you ever been in flow and and I was like during that interview I was like I was in a moment of flow like everything like literally the question come out of their mouth and it was just like I just intuitively I knew what I was already going to say mm-hmm. and it just kept rolling like the entire interview even to the point where I was like that was a dumb answer let me actually answer the question you asked like like and literally would they before they could even say anything I was yeah. doing it to myself and they were just like laughing and taking those yeah. was like yeah so I, I hope they had the same experience with me that I have with them um but that just those small moments right and mm-hmm. it's it doesn't have to be grandiose. It could just be, are you present enough to see what's right in front of you and be grateful for it? Yeah. So, and I think, I think that's, so I think it's a great example, right? Cause I think it's so, um, and, and a job and an interview, I think is a great, is a great place to notice it because I think so many people go into interviews anxious or nervous or, and especially in a time like this, right? I mean, how many, how many interviews are you really going to get in, you know, the zombie apocalypse that we're in right now, right? So it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have to nail it, I have to nail it. So to get in there and to really just feel like you absolutely hit your stride, I think is a really awesome and unexpected moment, you know, my- when my, my last corporate job interview was the same thing. I walked in, I didn't even know honestly what job I was interviewing for because I was just kind of called in and it was like this weird like post acquisition thing and they kind of hadn't figured out the org chart yet. So I just went in and, and I was getting hit from people who came in from different backgrounds. So they were asking me questions from like, from their perspective. So I really had no idea what, I didn't, I had no idea what the job was. And I remember just hitting a moment where I'm like, all right, you know what? I can't second guess what they're looking for. So I'm just going to sit back and we're going to hear what comes out of my mouth the moment I open it because I, I'm not going to try to like mentally jockey my way through what, you know, what they're really looking for. And so it was, and it was, it ended up being the best interview ever. Of course, I ended up with a job. It ended up being like my dream job that I loved. And, you know, but, but it was just that moment was this strange moment where I'm like, I'm just going to roll with it. Like, I'm just going to be completely present. I'm going to be completely focused and I'm not going to second guess myself or, or, or try to get inside their head to figure out how to give them the answer they're looking for. I'm just going to go. And so it was a really amazing moment. And those moments are rare, you know, getting into that flow state is like always sort of the Holy grail because nothing kind of feels as good as that. Um, and it's certainly, I think, you know, hard to, hard to do, see, um, see happening all that much in a job interview setting. That's not, that doesn't, not the one that's the most conducive to it. So, sure. so yeah. I don't know, I think in general, when you talk about, you know, that sort of, you know, appreciation of, of the little things, I think, again, it comes back to, you know, it's so easy to get caught up 
in your day that you don't do it or you don't, you know, realize it. And I think, um, I think that some of the stories that come up for yourself or, you know, like I said, Brene Brown recounts a lot of them of, you know, I just wish I had, you know, appreciated my mom doing something, you know, before she died or, you know, like those kinds of things. I think to some extent, I think having an experience like that where you look back and you're like, wow, I really regret not having appreciated that while it was there um, makes it a little bit clearer in the moment when you catch yourself being super happy with something that um, you can stop and really acknowledge it. And that, that job I was just talking about actually, for, you know, a year and a half, I loved, I loved that job. I, I, and I, it was, it was crazy high pressure. I was working super long hours. We were kind of fighting an uphill, no win battle as it turned out, but I was super happy. And I remember one day going into the office at like, you know, 545 in the morning. Cause I was usually there by six. Um, and you know, it's dark. I'm the first one to turn the lights on, you know, usually one of the last ones out in the evening. Um, and I remember thinking, I can't believe I am at, in such a great damn mood coming to the office. I am so happy to be here. And I had this interesting moment of being super aware of being not in the flow in like an activity kind of state, but just like in this place of being so appreciative that I had something that I knew was never going to last. I knew it was finite and I knew I just wanted to be able to appreciate it in the moment. Um, And I remember feeling really, really grateful. And that was actually when I started making a habit of writing down, like uh, to keeping a gratitude journal and really just tracking it and just making sure that I was taking a moment because I, in that moment, I remember thinking, all right, at some point the wheels are going to come off this wagon, either because of circumstances or because, you know, people will change, whatever's going to happen me being able to appreciate this just incredible opportunity where I am doing work that I love with people that I love in a situation where I feel like we're all like really working towards the same goal. Something's going to happen at some point and it's going to start to fall apart. And I don't know if it's going to be, you know, one thing that, that knocks down all the, you know, all the dominoes, which is what happened, or if it's going to be what, you know, little, little pieces start to chip away over time, whatever it's going to be, it's not going to last forever. So I really just want, I want to preserve my acknowledgement that right now is super precious to me and I might never have another one of these again. Yeah, that's um, huge. That's huge because if, if people aren't getting clearer about what's important to them, and what they're grateful for, particularly in this season of pause, right? Like life has dealt us the ultimate world pause button like that probably anybody has ever could remember. And if you sat in this and were processing differently or you're just, you were holding your breath and hoping every day you woke up and it was really a dream and you were able to go back to your realities, then I believe people are going to miss an opportunity to really pick up those gratifying moments. Like I love, um, you know, even the arguments, right? That me and 
you're my wife, the frustrating, you're in my space, you're in my face, you go do something, you need to get out the house, like, but just to be like, I'm learning her more, like, I'm learning her better, like, I'm like, and just those moments, like, people like, well, that sounds annoying, like, y'all annoying each other, it's like, oh, it's actually us learning, and us growing, and us developing as a couple, because now, I know what things trigger her and what don't, right? And but if I'm not respect receptive and present to that, I keep doing it, right? And now, now I'm not talking to those folks out there who are actually, you know, what you're doing, and you're continuing to prick that that wound. Like, stop it. Um, but I'm talking about just these moments of clarity around really what's important. And we always talk, you know, the Maslow hierarchy of need, right? Those mm-hmm. those foundational level needs. I really believe are being flushed out and you're really what's happening for people is they're actually self-actualizing at a lower level Hmm. because all the other craziness has been removed. So that's interesting. I think for me, I'm not sure that that's the way I would have described it, (laughs) but I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. For me, what keeps coming up in this is that we're, I think a lot of it, I think, you know, when you, when you take out the fact that, you know, probably most of the people that we're taught that, you know, are listening to mm-hmm. this are not on a, are not in the daily habit of worrying whether or not they're going to pay their rent. Right. Sure. So once, once you get, once you get past that, that fundamental instability about mm-hmm. your physiological safety yeah. and, and, you know, your family's safety, then you start moving into a lot of complicated gray areas that mm-hmm. and you can slide up and down those, those other rungs of Maslow's yeah. hierarchy on a pretty regular basis. I think for me, what's interesting right now is that those of us who are not in the habit of living on, I mean, you know, we're not 10 year old girls in Kosovo, right? Like the, sure. that, that is a level of instability that undermines your physical security in a way that a lot of us don't experience on a daily basis. And I think that, that part of what I keep seeing happening right now is that, you know, most Americans didn't have enough savings to, to yeah. make it a month without a paycheck. You know, most of us didn't have, you know, a, a, a second income that we could yeah. rely on that what was stable, you know, like there are so many things that this has done that have actually undermined some of those, some of those rungs in Maslow's hierarchy that we are yeah. used to taking for granted. Exactly. We're used to them being fairly stable. And, you know, even if you do have a little bit of money saved, the idea that, okay, well, but my industry just collapsed, right? It's not, it's not just that I'm not going to work for maybe, you know, eight to 12 weeks. It's that, no, my industry has completely collapsed and, and I don't know where I am going to get a job once people start hiring again, like life changes. Right. And, and I think those things undermine really foundational layers of, of personal sense of security. And I think to your point about you and your wife discovering things, I think part of what happens is, you know, when you don't live with that kind of threat to at that level of your sense of security on a daily basis, you don't have to deal with it yourself. And your partner has never necessarily had to see that side of you, no matter how long you've been together. And so I think what's happening now is it's, it's revealing all kinds of things, you know, that, a, we might not have been totally clear about ourselves because this isn't a set of circumstances that we're in the habit of dealing with on a daily basis. And then you have two people together doing it where you're both experiencing this undermining, you know, 
factor that you can't control and you can't predict and you don't know when you're going to come out of it. And so I think that is just creating so much opportunity for um, disagreements, for frustration, for aggravation, and especially then, you know, being confined in a limited space where you can't even like say, oh, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out and have a cup of coffee. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Right. Like it's, it's, sort of putting all of that into a pressure cooker. And so I think that, um, I think that right now, and because of that, I think the idea of being grateful and, and actually acknowledging the small moments is even more powerful. Cause I think that becomes what we have to help use to help hold on to the idea that, right. We don't know what normal is going to emerge from this. I love your your use of the phrase yeah. the next normal and not yeah. you know return to normal. I'm I'm really worried about the people who I constantly I had a text message from a friend last night talking about when things get back to normal and I'm worried about people who are clinging to that mentality because yeah. I'm a, I'm very afraid for what their sense of resilience is going to sure. have to the kind of hit it's going to take. Yeah. Uh, when they start to realize that going back to normal is there's, there's not a switch that somebody's going to flip. Yep. That's going to return us to, you know, January. That's not, it's not going to happen. So the one thing that I'm on the same lines with that is what I'm worried about is the people with that mindset of thinking they're going to just plug back into relationships that way as well. And, and, and my thing is what really, really got shaken out for me in this, um, in this pause was people that didn't normally reach out to me reached out to me and the people that I thought would reach out to me didn't and I'm just like huh and I and I have to be careful I'm super grateful for those those new people who who came up in this in this season but I have to be careful because I have this tendency to write people off yeah and that I'll do, and I don't do it maliciously or seemingly maliciously. That it was like, hey, you ain't check on me. But I I recall the fourteen texts that I sent you and your family to check in, and y'all didn't reply, right? And it's and so it's again, how do I remain grateful more often? Um, and uh, I just did a um, debrief today with uh, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, Berzing uh, Benzinger uh, assessment, and so it's all around the four quadrants of the brain. And what things are a natural, more efficient way for you to think and operate on a daily basis and those things that pull from you or detract from you, it causes these certain irritations and all these other things that happen. And so it was actually really revealing that um, as an entrepreneur, the things that I find very taxing, I am so grateful that somebody has the ability to do like social media posts Um, and, and writing articles like I so I. I appreciate the gift of you when I get your emails and like that's so that's beautiful the way you were, you wrote that and and but me I was like yeah, I'm tired looking at it but I love reading it but I'm tired thinking about it if I had to write it um, and it's so that just those gifts of people like my buddy who is is a production guy I hate cell phone video I hate editing I hate it I and for people like that it just makes me so grateful for the people that are in my life, that when we're in this this normal, um, as we transition, and, and again, those of us like people like you, you understand projects, you understand phasing, you understand milestones. Again, it's gonna look different tomorrow, it's gonna look different next week, it's gonna look different next year. 
And if you're not preparing yourself for these gradual changes in evolutions, um, like you said to that to to that person that texts you, like we just got to be ready for those people as well to be bundled up with everybody else, um, because those are going to be the people who have these dramatic things happen, and the rest of us are going to be like, well, you should have saw that coming, but but they weren't. They like I thought it was going to go back. I thought I thought the world hit pause and I was going to be able to plug back in where I left it. And that's, that's not the case anymore. Well, and you know, it's interesting because, so you, you mentioned something there that I think is really important. And my friend who texted me yesterday is, is the opposite. And I understand why for him, it feels like it's something you can go back into place. He works for a large company that is, is not, I wouldn't say they're not affected because they are, but he's, he, he is not, um, he has absolutely no reason to worry about his job, right? Uh, he, he is not in, he is not in a, in a job or at a company. Um, and he's not in a city that is especially or severely impacted. He is in an industry where working from home is not a big deal. So they can all do it fairly easily. And yes, yeah. he's an extrovert who's stuck at home and doesn't love that, but he is not like, he is not worried about his job disappearing tomorrow. Um, whereas I don't know any entrepreneur who has not had to experience this in a very different way from someone who works at a large, relatively stable company that's got deep enough pockets to help kind of ride it out and to mitigate a lot of the risk. And so I think, you know, there is a, a again, back to appreciating the small things, right? I can appreciate why from his perspective, um, this looks like somebody hit the pause button. From my perspective, you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who works with other entrepreneurs, as somebody who has just moved to a new city and was trying to get plugged into the entrepreneurial community in a new city, from my perspective, everything just got shoved in a blender and somebody hit frappe. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a very different experience than a pause button <laughs> that we're just going to unpause, right? <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have a smoothie at the end of this <laughs> when we started off with a salad. <laughs> and like for me, the, the difference there is enormous. But it does come back to your point, right? Which is there are still enormous, um, enormous avalanches of things where I am acutely aware of appreciating the little things and being grateful. And it's, oh, yeah. it's all over, it's all over my day. It's all over the place. And it's the thing that I have consciously tried to cultivate. You know, I've had enormous amounts of, oh my God, what the hell? I just moved to a new city. What a, like, wow, how did like, holy crap, you know? And so as I've gone through this, you know, huge yeah. up and huge down and oh my God. And again, feeling like somebody just hit the frappe button on my life. Um, you know, for me coming back to, I am so grateful for these small moments and these little things. And I, I write them down because I am very, also very aware that, you know what, tomorrow morning at, 1130, I could like start, I could get a bill in the mail that I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to handle. And I could just start freaking out about what the hell I'm going to do. In which case I know that being able to go back over the past week, the past several weeks and just read in my, read my list. What, what was I grateful for? What were the things that jumped out at me as being really helpful and really profound and meaningful. Um, those are the things that I, 
they're just, they're sort of self-soothing techniques when you're experiencing that anxiety. But there are also things, you know, one of the things that, um, that I do with, uh, with, I do with my boyfriend and it's, it's, it's sort of a gratitude exercise, but it's also helping to organize my thoughts, but also to kind of archive things is that when I have, when I'm working through something and I, I can't, I'm puzzling how to say it. I actually have a notebook that I just write him a letter in and, and it, they all stay in there. So it just, you know, keeps adding to it over time. So like if I'm having a bad day or, or, you know, I picked a fight because, you know, I was just stressed out about something and I was snotty and I was just, you know, freaking out, you know, whatever it is, whatever I want to say, I put in there. And so over time and every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll read, you know, I'll read over a few weeks worth of stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I realized that. Like, and it's so, and for me, writing is the best way to do that. And whether it's just my own writing in my journal, like I I have a daily calendar and in it, I have gratitude every day. I, you know, I include, you know, the things that I'm, I'm grateful for at that moment. Um, but others are bigger. It's, you know, I'm, you know, him or, or our relationship or the fact that we had this, you know, really, you know, weird time and place where all of a sudden we're, you know, we have a new relationship that's being put in a pressure cooker <laughs> right out of the gate, you know, but it, it, it reveals certain things. And for me to be able to write them down yeah. is a small thing I can do in the moment that when I need it later, when I need to draw on that and, and remember that, okay, the world feels like it's coming to an end some days. <laughs> um, but I'm, you know, going to survive it and we'll figure, figure it out. And sometimes you just need to, to be able to draw on that well, of yeah. that kind of feeling. And so for me, having it written down and having it someplace where I know I can go look at, I can read it, I can remind myself of it, um, is, is sometimes the only thing I can do, right? In a world yeah. with a lot of other stuff going on that I can't control, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I can cook and I can bake and I can, you know, do that, which I keep doing. Uh, but you know, that doesn't, that doesn't last. That's very ephemeral and it's, it's, it's temporary to to write it down and, you know, sometimes to go back and, and, you know, read it to somebody else, you know, like, and for me, that's been, that's been the the part that helps memorialize those things and keep them from, from getting drowned out in a sea of anxiety or pressure or other stuff that's going on. I think one of the biggest things that, um, that I'll look back on and be super grateful for and appreciative in this season is having people like you that regardless of what was going on with you, still wanting to press and still wanting to accomplish and still wanting to be um, authentically productive um, and not just do stuff for the sake of doing stuff. And again, talking about things like gratitude um, journals and, and really one of the things that um, I can never, uh, thank you and Paul enough for, um, Paul's our other buddy, um, that was in coaching with us, but, um, was pushing me and the formatting, just a quick conversation around connecting the dots this year, which, um, is, was a, always an in-person event the first two years, but just how thoughtful you both were with just thinking about the topics and just, it was like, all right, boom, went into strategy mode, went into, it was like all this gifting came out in a matter of five, a five minute conversation. And then it was like, I was so clear around the speakers. I was so clear, like literally as you are, you are with talking, I'm writing down speaker names. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I know who can own that. I know. And then you jumping in to, to uh, cover down on the power of decisive leadership and just 
in the text message that I immediately got from somebody who had registered that day that came, was able to come on and they were like, oh my God, that was so powerful. That blew my mind. Like I, that was so long time and needed. And just, just those moments in this season that those of us who are living in our truth more than telling these stories or, or these little gremlins in our brains and that are telling us that we're not enough, we let our truth lead the way and being grateful for the moments that that created. Um, and so for me, that is the part that I'm gonna extremely grateful for. Um, and I can't wait to get the feedback um, from the sessions and to hand to you all, um, because that's what I'm waiting for. And, that, and that's what I'm gonna use as my gratitude journal for a couple months is just reading the comments from the participants from connecting the dots, so. Uh, that's awesome, I did, I did see those emails come in. So. Yeah. No, but you know, actually you raise another good point. And I think this is maybe um, one of those things that I hadn't, hadn't specifically considered, but actually now that you mention it, I do, I do fully recognize. And that's, you know, just doing these podcasts. Like for me, this yeah. has been a really, you know, we, we had talked about so many other things that we were going to, yeah. you know, try to, and we kept not having the time or were too yeah. distracted with other things. And yeah. so, you know, to be fair, like this, this whole calamity in our universe <laughs> has completely helped lock us into a routine sure. of doing these. And yeah. it makes it, it makes it much easier to, to stick to it. And it mm -hmm. makes it um, a lot easier to um, fully appreciate the fact that like, okay, like we have the chance to do this. And, you know, I, I love getting a chance to talk to you every week. And I love oh, the yeah. fact that we always, you know, find something that's, that's meaty enough to do it. But then we end up with, you know, it's, it's an audio and a video gratitude yeah. journal of, you exactly. know, getting to spend half an hour every week talking about something that is, you know, an important topic for us that we think has value for other people as well. So, yeah. yeah. So there we go. So there's, there's my audio video gratitude journal on top of it. There we go. It's so awesome. And uh, again, I, I appreciate you for having the vision. Um, and just like I said, locking us in. And mm -hmm. I literally tell everybody, like, don't touch four o'clock p.m. On Wednesdays. I know. Like, Me don't too. touch it. Like, Me I too. don't get close to it. Like, I, li I have a hard stop at 355. Yep. <laughs> so do I. And it's so funny because like it didn't, you know, it just, it, it, again, when we first started, it was, yeah. okay, well, we'll try this and try it. And it's like, no, this has really helped it just kind of sure. lock into place and gel. And so, yeah. So no, yeah. for me, this is, that's a lot of what this has become as well. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I think, I think we got some good content out of that. Today. I did. We did. We did. That's <laughs> awesome. So, all right. So I'm going to let you do your all last right. Connecting yes. the Dots infomercial. Oh my gosh. So Connecting the Dots 2020 final session number four is happening this Friday, 12 to 1 Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to be talking about managing expectations in a life or career transition. And so we have a bunch of participants that are pulling up on us and going to be there um, still free. Uh, you go to Eventbrite and it is Connecting the Dots 2020. So I am super excited about the speakers. Um, there are career coaches, they're business coaches, they're entrepreneur, new entrepreneurs, um, and they're just going to lay down some great content like every week, every Friday up till now. So I'm super excited about this last one.
Okay, very good. And tomorrow on April 23rd at three o'clock Eastern time, I have a webinar for managers coach going to go over uh, employee engagement. How do you manage for employee engagement? What does that look like? And what are the things that coach that managers can do to help start building out some serious coaching chops for their team? Uh, you can go to my website, Firebird Summit, go to the events page and sign up. It is also free. Like I said, three o'clock on Thursday, April 23rd. So in the meantime, thank you very much as always, Mr. Henderson. No problem. And I will see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. In the meantime, right. have a fantastic week. All right. See y'all. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me and Lawrence in this week's episode of Grow or Die. Tune in next week where we take on our next topic. Have a great week.